All right. I think we're ready to roll. Good Friday morning, everybody. Anybody still alive out here? Come on. I know everybody's eating breakfast, but good Friday morning. There we go. How you doing today? Beautiful day here in Springfield. Today is Friday, December 3rd. 2021 and this is your Friday morning meeting and primarily we'll cover a lot of safety this morning but we'll also get in a number of different speakers today I'm Dave White I'm up here I'm in the safety department I got Steve Field he's Hi, our Dave. safety director good morning Steve good to have you and I'd like to throw it out to our terminals first let's go out to Salt Lake City we got Troy out there good morning how are you I still think you pumped that sound in. It's just something you're doing out there. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have excited, happy people to be in Salt Lake City. They're eating their fantastic free breakfast that we have every Friday morning. And we're just happy to be here, man. Good deal. Glad to have you. You got a beautiful tree behind you. We do have a beautiful tree behind us. We don't have as many presents and we don't have somebody standing on the stage like you do for some reason. Who's the, who do you pay to stand on that stage? That's pretty cool. Yeah, we, we're pretty special here. We got lots of presents. Maybe you guys will be good this year and you'll get some presents. <laughs> we, we are good. You know, only, only the good die young, though. So, you know, we don't want too many gifts out here. <laughs> there you go. What's going on in Salt Lake this week, Troy? You know, just a lot of uh, – I think everybody's kind of getting ready for the holiday season. I think, you know, we've still got drivers out. Coming through the terminal, we got quite a few country people still coming through the terminal, getting their trucks worked on and stuff. So uh, we're just keep moving, man. Just keep trucking. There you go. Keep them rolling during the good times. And this is the good times being trucking, no doubt about it. So, Absolutely. well, good deal. If you got any questions or any uh, comments, make sure you let us know. We will. Thank you. All right. Let's go out east, Pittston, Pennsylvania. We have Lisa out there. Good morning. Yes, you do. Good we have morning. a lot of Thank others too, right, guys? <laughs> awesome. Good Thank trying. you for covering this morning. Rick's out, I see. So you got you and Bill going. So thank you for handling this. Absolutely. My pleasure. Got a little question for you, a little trivia, Lisa. See if you know this. What happened 14 years ago today? Uh, Prime came to Pittston. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there you go. That's right. Your 14th year anniversary. So it's so great to have you all out there. And uh, congratulations. Yeah, December 3rd, 2007, Steve. That time's flying. It did go by quickly. It does. Yeah, very much so. So uh, what do you got going on this week, Lisa or Bill? Um, we're just trying to prep for the holidays. Obviously, we I have Santa coming in a couple days. Well, in a couple weeks, I should say. Um, to the Pittston Terminal, um, prepping for our Christmas party, and our driver parking lot across the street is really coming along. The machines were going early this morning when I got here. All right, good deal. So if you got any questions or any uh, comments, Lisa, make sure you let us know. We'll get you on the mic. Thank you. All right, thank you. Back here in Springfield again like to uh, take this opportunity to recognize all of our new folks here this morning. If you're wearing a yellow vest or if this is your first week in orientation, 
If you could please stand up here in Springfield, Pittston, or Salt Lake, let's recognize our new folks. <laughs> Welcome to Prime, everybody. Appreciate you. We're a pretty big family, but we're glad to have you all. Thank you for coming in, starting in this week. I know this is gonna be kind of could be a little bit rough for you and your families being gone during the Christmas holidays, New Year's. But I'll be honest with you, and Steve and I, we've been in this business over 20 years. This is the best time to start driving a truck. You got winter coming on. You're going to be with a trainer. And this is the best time to learn is this time of year. Because uh, next year at this time, hopefully you'll all be in your own trucks. And you'll have that year experience down and uh, feel much more comfortable and be safer out there. So want to say a few things? Sure. You know, I would also like to extend my welcome to the new folks and our current drivers and former drivers that are that are here today. Uh, it is good to see everyone. We kind of talked about it last week a little bit that really these four weeks from Thanksgiving to Christmas are the most challenging four weeks of the year for us. We're trying to balance serving our customers' needs, getting freight delivered, and also balancing our drivers and getting you home at the right time, getting you to the right place for those that want to, and also... Uh, exchanging information with you about what we're going to do over the holidays. And we'll have a speaker today talk about our holiday initiative because it is important that we service our customers. What we do these next four weeks will carry over into 2022. And while freight probably will remain strong into 22, I think uh, we won't have the drop off that we normally see. Any goodwill we can build with our customers these four weeks will be remembered. I promise you that. And we're going to I believe uh, it's going to be probably the most lucrative holiday period that we're going to have for our operators. It's really a game changer out there. We'll talk about that. So we will ask if you can, if you if you feel like staying out, we're going to take care of you. If you can haul one more load, we will appreciate one more load. Every load that we haul for our customers takes care of them. And it's one load less that our competition hauls. So it's really important to us. So we'll talk about that a little bit. We've got some good information today. Dave's gonna to start off with some safety information. We're also gonna talk about, this is primarily for the reefer division, our live loaded call operation, and just a few challenges we've been having with a couple of loads. Uh, leasing is going to be here. They're going to talk about their white glove service. It's important that you're comfortable with leasing and that the uh, service you get there, that it that it matches the service that you would get at a dealership. And I, and I think you'll see that here. And we've also uh, we've got uh, Tara Homburg here from ComData to talk about a holiday initiative they having. And we'll talk about other stuff, too. So we're going to get going because we do have a lot today. But I do welcome everyone. If you have questions, we want to hear them. Just shoot your hand up. We'll get a mic to you so everyone can hear it. So you ready to start, Dave? Let's go. Yeah, let's look at our safety inspections. This past week, we had 81 inspections. 58 of those were clean. So 72% clean rate. Good number. Thank you for handling and getting those clean inspections in. Our numbers were down this week because last week was Thanksgiving. So uh, states tend to... You don't get as many inspections during holiday weeks because of these holidays. So uh, that number was down. Usually we're up well over 100. Reminder, too, if you're on CPAP and you haven't received a new machine yet, make sure you get with Cardinal Health as soon as possible. And get with your fleet manager. Get routed in Springfield or Salt Lake. Important to get those machines changed and get, get you a new machine if you haven't done so already. CPAP compliance is extremely important. I'll be honest with you. I've been on one for about 20 years, and they do take a little bit of time to get used to. But once you get on it, get used to it, your body needs it. And that's why that's why we have them, and that's why you know, some of us are on them. 
It is a medical device, make you sleep better, make you a safer driver too overall. So get those machines, get in here, get your machine if you haven't done so already. If you have, continue to use it. Make sure you use that thing every day, minimum four hours, like to see six, seven, eight hours. Use it anytime you sleep because your body needs it. And there's a, you know, that's doctor prescribed it. And that's what we have to go by. So go ahead, jump in. Yeah, let me add one thing too on that CPAP that Dave brought up. This exchange is totally free for you. If you have the Phillips machine that was recalled, Heather down in Cardinal Sleep and her branch out in Salt Lake City, they have enough replacement equipment right now for every one of our drivers and continue to provide equipment to new drivers that 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 have a that have a sleep disorder that they need the CPAP for. We have set a date of the end of December to have everyone swapped out. So if you've been a little slow on that or hesitant or concerned, let's get it done in the next couple of weeks because uh, it is important. All right, let's have a little bit of fun. We're coming in at Christmas holidays. We're going to do something we haven't done in a while. We're going to look at a couple videos. And uh, I want you guys' opinion if it's preventable accident or non-preventable accident. Now, preventable accident is an accident in which a driver failed to exercise every reasonable precaution to prevent the accident from occurring. So it's not every possible, but every reasonable action. What I need, though, this morning, I need a volunteer. Who out here in the crowd? Come on up. Come on. There we go. Come on up. Never back a Never. That's right. Here we go. I think we got ourselves a veteran here. So what's your name, sir? Come on over. Jacob. Jacob, how long have you been prime? Uh, four years almost. Four years. What do you think? I love it. There you go. Good deal. You going to run during the holidays for us? I'm going to run. I get just picked up a student. I'm going to run. Good deal. Well, thank you for training. Appreciate that. Thank you. So, uh, been here four years, Reefer Division? Yes, sir. Okay, so we're going to pull up a video here. Brian's going to play it, and you tell us what you think. Is this preventable or non-preventable? Go ahead, Brian. Truck driver John Doe was traveling northbound on a desolate, pitch-black, and heavily wooded stretch of two-lane highway in Saskatchewan, Canada. A persistent but gentle rain had dampened the blacktop for the last 50 miles. Now, at 3 a.m., it was a near-freezing drizzle. The road had previously been salted and did not seem to be slippery. Even so, John Doe lightly backed off the throttle and cautiously piloted his tractor and double trailers. As the headlights of an oncoming straight truck approached in the opposite lane, Doe dimmed his high beams. Suddenly, a large moose emerged from the tree line and stopped in Doe's lane. Doe attempted an avoidance maneuver without anti-lock brakes and panicked when he realized he was on black ice. The truck and lead trailer slid across the opposing lane of traffic and entered a ditch. The rear trailer was left straddling the southbound lane. Meanwhile, an equally out-of-control straight truck clipped Doe's stationary trailer before plowing into a ditch along the northbound lane. Was this accident preventable or not? Preventable. Why would you say that there, Jacob? Well, first of all, I'd have been looking at the weather, and with it, with the ice and all that, I wouldn't have been on the road. And second of all, he should have, sl he should have been going a lot slower than he was. Good points right there. That's right on. No doubt about it. Appreciate you coming up here. Uh, Got your little gift card there, a little subway action. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate it. Yeah, round of applause. The oh, National Safety Council ruled the accident was preventable. While the moose was surely to blame, it was also obvious that Doe had been traveling too fast for conditions. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. No, go, no, go ahead. You know, I think Jacob did a great job on that one because I love that part about I wouldn't have been out there. And, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. And we've talked about this for the last couple of months. But but our goal this winter is to get stopped prior to an accident happening. And by that, I mean not stopped on the side of the ro road, but safely stopped at a truck stop or rest area, a customer perhaps, where you can find a safe place to park. Just want to say again that there, there's no shame in parking your truck. There's no shame in saying the conditions are such that I just don't feel comfortable out here. I'm right bordering on freezing. There's rain coming down. I know there's going to be some black ice up here. Communicate with your fleet manager. It will look a lot better in the morning when the sun comes up. I promise you. So good job, Jacob. We appreciate you. Another option would have been, too, that we, like we say, when there's an animal out in front of you, hit it. Hit the animal. Don't swerve. Don't try to hard break. Situations like that can come up. So good job, Jacob. Thank you. Got another video. Who wants to come up here and do this one? One more. Come on. You want to come up here? Come on up here, sir. Yep. How you doing this morning? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. Getting some good breakfast over there? Yes, sir. Good deal. What's your name? Lewis. Lewis, how long have you been at Prime? Coming on the end of six years. Six years. Yes, Reefer, flatbed, or tank? Reefer. Reefer. Who's your fleet manager? Um, Made you draw a blank, didn't I? That's okay. Chance. Chance Dukowitz. Oh, Chance been here a long time. Yeah, he's a good one, so good deal. He's a nice one. What do you think of Prime so far? Six years. Love it. Good. Glad to have you. We'd love to have you. So thank you for being involved. You go run during the holidays for us. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Our customers really appreciate that. So let's look at the next one, Brian. Afternoon. John Doe pulls up to a storefront to make a delivery. After making the delivery, Doe returns to his cab and takes a moment to find a snack. He checks his mirrors, activates the four-way flashers, taps the horn, and starts to back away from the pickup that had parked in front of his rig. Doe slams into an illegally parked car. Was this preventable or not? Remember, it's illegally parked. What do you think? It's preventable either way. Tried to trick you. It didn't work, man. You're pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. Go ahead, Brian. Play. According to a National Safety Council ruling, the fact the car was parked illegally was no excuse for blindly slamming into it. Good job. Thank you very much. Appreciate you coming up here. Thank Let you, me sir. get you a gift card here. What would you like, Bass Pro or Starbucks? Starbucks. Starbucks. There you go. I'm not for sure. It says fifteen to five hundred dollars. So I don't know what's on there for sure. So you may happy hit the birthday. jackpot. There you go. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, too. It's my birthday. Oh, thank you. Well, happy birthday. Good job. All right. Awesome. Another good one, wasn't it? It was. Go down. And just a reminder too, before ever backing up when you're in a situation like that, make sure you get out and look. That's what we uh, we got an acronym around here called Goal, Get Out, and Look. And that's the reason why he would have saw that truck or that car behind him, you know, not to back up. So, you know, where we do see those accidents, not really frequently, but probably once or so a month, you're at an intersection, another truck's trying to come out, make a left turn in front of you. Let me, try, let me help him out by backing up a little bit. And again, you can't see the vehicle behind you. So, you know, while it's good to back up, don't do it without knowing what's behind you. We all know that there's a big blind spot behind your trailer. You look in your mirrors, you don't see anything, but there's 30 feet right there behind you that you can't see into. So that's a good opportunity to remember that, to always be careful there. One more? Let's do it. Let's do it. Need one more volunteer. We've got one more video. Come on up here, man. Back in the cheap seats. Come on. All right. Got a guy with the yellow vest. All right. Love it. 
I know he'll knock this one out of the ballpark. He's got a pretty dramatic entrance, doesn't he, Dave? He does. Yeah, we should have a spotlight on him. This looks pretty good. I love it. Come on up here. We don't bite. Not yet, at least. What's your name, sir? Aubrey. Auburn? Aubrey. Aubrey, gotcha. Where are you from? Uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. Hold that up a little bit closer. Gulfport, Mississippi. Gulfport, Mississippi. All right. Are you a Mississippi or Mississippi State fan? Uh, or Georgia L this year? LSU. Ooh, LSU. There you go. There you go. That's a winner, too. So, yeah, there you go. So, first week orientation? Yes, sir. What do you think so far? I like it. like it? Flatbed. Fla oh, got some muscle there, don't you? I like that. Tie down those binders and straps and stuff. All right, good deal. Well, let's watch this video, see what you think, okay? Go ahead, Brian. Trucker John Doe was eastbound on a divided four-lane highway in Kansas. A steady morning rain made the commute a little slick. Up ahead, about 600 feet, was a flatbed trucker in the same right-side eastbound lane. Like John Doe, the flatbed driver was going slightly below the posted speed limit. Suddenly, Doe noticed a westbound straight truck drifting out of control across the grass-covered median. The truck went directly into the path of the flatbed truck, who had banked right and braked hard. The two trucks collided at a speed close to zero, but in the process blocked both lanes. While braking, Doe saw no option but to steer onto the shoulder to avoid an accident. The muddy shoulder caused Doe's vehicle to slide partially off the road and get stuck. Was this accident preventable or not? What do you think, Aubrey? He at least didn't hit the truck. That's true. Yep. What would you go with? Gut instinct. I mean, he, I think he did right. Oh, so non-preventable? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, he had a little, he could have, you know, if he had a little more time, because he was supposed to keep a certain amount of seconds on him, but Okay. okay. Let's see what they say. Go ahead, Brian. On review, the National Safety Council ruled it was non-preventable. Specifically, Doe had reduced speed, maintained under normal circumstances a safe space cushion, reacted swiftly, and taken the only defensive measure available to him. Congratulations, man. You got the right call. Way to go, man. There's a Bass Pro gift card. Thank you for coming up here. And you got the toughest video, I think, of all three of them. That one was made you think a little bit. So, okay, good deal. So. No, that was a good one because it, it, it emphasized there are things that we always talk about here, that following distance, going in appropriate speed, and probably that last one we could turn that into – not being distracted he recognized that there was something going on he wasn't distracted in the cab and and honestly he did the best he could in that case and you know, i'm kind of glad he did because john doe already had two preventable accidents yeah, john's going down the wrong path but yeah he exactly. is so those are good appreciate you bringing those today no eh? problem let's go with our first speaker i think he's showed up over here oh there's rj come yeah. on up rj <laughs> You know, let, let, let me uh, kind of preface RJ a little bit here with why we're doing this. And this primarily goes towards the reefer division, but we can have cargo claims in all three divisions. But I, I looked last week, we hauled uh, almost exactly 11,000 loads uh, in the reefer division. That was a holiday week. The week before the reefer division for our asset trucks uh, was just about 15,000 loads. And, and every week we have a meeting of the department heads and we go through the cargo claims and we come down to one or two claims that, that really hurt, that 
you know, we really shouldn't have had this 50 or 60 or $70,000 claim because we had the wrong temperature on the load. We put a lot of checks and balances. We put a lot of time. We put a lot of people in this to make sure that we do haul these loads at the right temperature. It's important. This is food. This is pharmaceuticals. This is stuff that we're eating. And our shippers, they depend on us to haul it at the right temperature. So today we asked RJ to come up. RJ runs our live loaded call department. If you've ever hauled a load here on the reefer division, you know what live loaded call is. But I'm going to ask RJ to go through that and some of the things they look for and how we can work together to make sure on Thursday morning when we look at the claims report that there are no claims for a load being uh, hauled at the wrong temperature. So, RJ, I'm going to turn it over to you. And before you get into that, would you kind of introduce yourself and how you got to Prime and and uh, what you've done at Prime since you've been here? Absolutely. Uh, my name's RJ Crager, and my phone is ringing. I'll be right back. No, not really. I don't do this very much, so always put your phone on mute, right? Um, so, yes, I've been I've been in the depart group for about 10 years, and I've been a prime for 13. So um, the depart group, of course, you know, is responsible for taking your call when you're leaving the shipper. And we rely on your eyes for looking at the bills when you leave the shipper. Call us. We look at all the information we have, several screens of things that – uh, have been involved in this load from the beginning when sales first talked to the customer to when you guys first sent us your information. So it's so crucial that you guys read from your bills and tell us what's on there. If you don't do that, we can't, we, there's no reason for us to be there. We've got about 25 associates in the group and each person takes 100 to even 400 calls a day. So our main goal, and I stress this with everybody, is always be available for your driver's call. And the first, uh, that's our first priority. Secondly is accuracy. If we're not accurate, you're not going to be comfortable when you get the receiver that you have the right thing. And then thirdly is speed. You know, get on the call, get off the call, make sure it's right, get ready for the next driver. Each call takes, should take little over a minute if everything's accurate. Sometimes it takes longer if there's issues. I've had I've had drivers that have been in this business for years and they keep going, oh, you know, why do I have to keep making this call? It doesn't make any sense. And I've had ones that just thank me profusely because there was something on the bills that we saw that they didn't have the ability to see themselves and it, it stopped a claim. So it's really, really important. We go through everything. You guys, I'm sure you've made the calls. And uh, we want to make sure, just like said, uh, temperature, uh, location, where's it going? Um, sometimes they'll say Springfield, Illinois, and you're actually supposed to be go to Springfield. Makes mistakes, and there could have been mistakes along the way before you got the load. And when you have those bills, there's no way for you to tell for sure if the load is accurate. So it's very, very crucial. Uh, we go over temperature and make sure that what the customer told us, and sometimes the shipper will tell you a different temperature, and it's different when the customer told us. So at that point, we have to determine which temperature is right. Sometimes the bills are right. Sometimes what we have in our uh, from the customer is correct. You guys don't know. You have the bills. I, I used to drive back in the 80s. I don't admit that to everybody. <laughs> That's a long time ago. But at that time, you know, we just got a load, grabbed it, and rolled, and 
prayed it was right by the time he got to the receiver. Now the technology and what Robert has put in place for this depart group, make, we have saved millions and millions of dollars of claims through the years, and that's been money in your pocket. So it's crucial that you guys do this and, and make sure you're reading from the bills. Make sure you're giving us the right trailer number. That's crucial too. If you give us the wrong trailer number, we latch the wrong trailer to you accidentally. What that does is it puts these trailers out here and they're going to, let's say your fleet manager sends you for a trailer and uh, it's not there. Has anybody had that happen to them? Okay. So if it's not accurate, the information you give us, we're going to latch the wrong trailer to you. And then, then you're going to be rolling with the virtually the wrong trailer. That's physically you really have. And then when somebody says, Hey, go pick up this trailer down 30 miles down the road and it's not there, it's because we all haven't done our job accurately so that's kind of what we do is there anything else um, let's talk about a specific example rj because okay. we're always you know we're really frustrated over this craft load last week and you know i look at the notes uh and you tell us what should have happened we probed it at 65 so we put it in the computer at 65 degrees to haul this load and that went out to the driver the bill said 34 so you pick it up there for rj how how should we have handled that and not hauled that load at 65 Okay, so craft loads are one of those companies that right on the front page of the bills, it has the temperature blatantly right there in the center. So we rely on your eyes, again, to tell us what's on the bills. If, if the bills said to, uh, to run 34, all we can count on is you telling us, hey, the bills show 34. A lot of times they'll go over, hey, what's the product? If the product makes sense, and the bill show 34 on craft loads. This is one of the very few companies that this is, but we we rely on the, those bills exclusively because it's so easy to tell the temperature. I don't know what happened with that specifics on that load, but you know that's a claim right there. So you guys, you gotta gotta got when you call us, please look at those bills. Tell us exactly what's on the bills. Here's another example, the same same type of thing. Um, we. I had an associate that just last week, and she'd been she's been here longer than I have, and uh, she took a load. It was a meat load. The driver said, "Bill show 28 degrees." Well, typically meat loads run between 28, maybe 20 degrees up to 35 tops, and and she said, verified. Are you sure it's only meat? And they said yes. Uh, the driver said yes, and so she said go ahead and run it on 28 degrees when the driver got to the receiver the receiver said why did you run a produce load at 28 degrees instant claim right well again it's the bills guys you gotta look at those bills it's so crucial because there was a second bill that had produce and the driver said he had no idea there was produce on the load mixed with the meat so 34 degrees is what it should have been running we talked about that one yesterday too. Good. Any questions while we have RJ up here? At the end of the day, yep, give me one sec, we write to you. Remember at the end of the day, it responsibility, our final set of eyes for everything is our operator, is our driver. Now we're not in there with you the, in that truck when that moose pulls out. We're relying on you to make the right decision. 
We're not there with you looking at those bills and we can't overemphasize how important it is that you look at all the paperwork. You've been to that that shipper 10 times. It's always the same. I don't need to look at it. This time it's a little bit different. Please, please take this seriously because nobody wants to have a claim. That's money that's literally right off the bottom line. The same money that pays for the holiday parties, that pays the $10,000 checks to our 4 million safe mile drivers. It's, it, it's the money that that keeps the company running. So it is important. Yes, sir. What happens when you have a, a low, let's say, maintain, say, 34 degrees, you sit it to the sentence on the bill, and that's in the uh, app, but it doesn't maintain that temp- It doesn't maintain that temperature. It's off by maybe 10 degrees, what it's supposed to be maintaining. So it's at maintain 24? 30, say 34, yeah. and you sit the correct sentence on the paperwork and everything, and as you're driving down the road, it's not maintaining the temperature. The trailer's not maintaining the temperature that it's supposed to maintain. Okay. Okay. Perfect question. Um, when it's not maintaining the temperature that it should be maintaining, um, call us. Get a hold of your fleet manager. The person you want to talk to is Road Assist, and Road Assist can make sure make sure they they'll help you fix the trailer. But before you leave that shipper's gate, you got to let us know. Um, before you leave, make sure you let us know because if there's once you leave the gate, it's our responsibility. It's your responsibility and Prime's responsibility and mine. If you call before you leave the shipper, we can get that handled and make sure it's moved on to a different trailer or um, the shipper will sign off on it. It's okay to roll. Uh, and then that's the best thing, Road Assist. At least contact us first thing. Thank Good you. question. Yep, go ahead. Hey, I got a question. Um, one of the problems I see that we're having with live load is um, – night shift i know live load people goes home at night and i know that i've called dispatch and been on hold for 30 40 minutes are we all ever considering putting people overnights where we don't have to wait forever on live load calls uh that's something we've looked at at this point they haven't done that uh i in our phone system it's set up so if if you stay on the line uh for 15 minutes, it's supposed to transfer over to the next person to a group message. So don't hang up and try again, hang up, try again. I know a lot of drivers do that. Just stay on the line. And after 15 minutes, if you're still on hold, it's going to transfer to the whole group. And then that's going to be, that, that should get your call faster. So when we're trying to figure out temps on the bills and to make sure everything's correct. There are some shippers and receivers, there's some shippers that will give us bills that don't have, that don't tell us what's inside the trailer. It has numbers instead of, you know what I mean? So how do we determine if it's correct or not? Excellent, Uh, that happens a lot. And the only thing we can do is when there's nothing on the bills, if there's a question about the temperature, um, we'll sometimes ask you to, hey, go talk to the shipper and make sure uh, that temperature is accurate. If you don't know what the product is, uh, we have other avenues too. If you call us, we can, if there's a discrepancy in the temperature, we'll get with sales. Sales can get a hold of the customer and verify that's running at the right temperature. One more, RJ. I got a good one. You got a minus 10 load with two stops. Each stop has a tip tail on the first load and the second load. You go to Walmart and you've been there four hours with the trailer off. Your next stop is 30 miles away. By the time you get there, the temperature is beeping, and your temperature is that nearly nearest minus 10. What do you do then? 
but it turned you away. So you're talking about if if you're at the first stop when you go there, they you have to wait on it. Make sure the temperature's right before you leave that 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 first stop. If it's not right when you leave the first stop, make sure it's good before you roll out of any of these customers. But the temperature is beeping when you get to the next stop. So you have a minus 10 trailer showing minus 10 at the guard shack, but when they unload it, the temp tell is beeping and they're asking you why it was at 20 degrees for two hours. Okay. Again, it's make sure it's right when you leave that, that, that location. If it's wrong when you get to the receiver, get directly with your fleet manager and say, this is what happened. It was right when I left. Now it's not right. And we can look into that and make sure because it wasn't your fault as long as you make sure it's right when you leave the location you're leaving last. And we too, we, we have a lot of information behind the scenes to that as far as how long the doors have been open, what was happening and, you know, something like that. We would certainly fight any claim that was presented on that. But it's a great question. Hey, let me let me help out real quick here. A couple things. And I just help callers. It's hurt. Go ahead. You just go, you go stand in the parking lot for a second. Let me tell you how to do this, guys, because that's a great question. If if a, the first drop is holding you up for four hours, a couple things you got to do real quick. Look, we got to be Johnny on the spot, right? No sitting around, no waiting. You can't have refrigerated foods these days sitting there for four hours with a reefer off, and typically the doors open, right? So what happens? You have the doors open, and even these days, a lot of customers want the reefer unit running. You guys with me on this? So this is, yeah? Follow? So this here's the solution to the problem. you got to make something happen. First off, the reason we have rear door shutoff switches on the trailers is to stop the airflow. Think about this. What happens when you have your refrigerator and you open the door to the fridge? What goes on? The light comes on and the compressor sh and the fan shuts off, right? And it's because if the fan's blowing, it blows the cold air right out of the refrigerator, right? It goes somewhere. It doesn't go on the product like you'd want it to. And the reefer unit does the same thing. The reason we want to shut off the reefer unit is because we don't want it sucking in warm air through the product and blowing the cold air out the, out the ceiling of the trailer out in the warehouse. Does that make sense? So a couple things. If, if you're delayed at the customer, you've got to get a hold of the supervisor and say, hey, look, it's been 30 minutes and that reefer unit's off, or it's been 30 minutes and the reefer unit's on. We got to make something happen here. I need to pull away from the dock and I need to shut these doors because I got I got product that's expensive. Okay, does that make sense to you? When you say I got to pull away here and get those doors closed so we keep that stuff cold, something will happen, right? Now you can do that first and talk to the people on the dock. If they give you a bunch of pushback and they may, right? Because people are leadheads, then call dispatch and tell your dispatcher, your fleet manager, what's going on. But that's how, and I don't know whose, whose question that was, but that's how you solve that problem of four hours with the reefer off and the doors open or four hours with the reefer on and the doors open. It's, it's really worse with the reefer unit on. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay. Um, just one more thing here. And I, I know we were talking about this. Look, RJ's group does a great job. Remember, in, in a lot of cases, these folks are our new folks, and we're cycling through. We're kind of teaching about all the different loads that we haul. So we really need some of your experienced hands to help them out and say, look, there's – and obviously, as you look through every document that you have, you don't just look at the top page and look at that temperature and then move on. We look through all the bills, right? And then none of us are surprised when we find something else like that meat and produce question. Okay, let me just throw in one thing, and I'll be finished with you guys real quick. 
Um, the other thing that live load up call people do is they ask you for your weights on your tractor and they ask you for the weights on the trailer. And this is a perfect time for them to help you match up what's going on weight wise. But we've run into something recently that's really a, a kind of a, a bad habit. And a lot of our folks just give a pat answer. They, they don't, they've not even looked at their gauges yet. They, they and they maybe say, look, 32,000 and 32,000. But here's, here's why I, I just implore you to take a look before you leave, because in a lot of cases, you can find out, or you might find out that if you look at your gauge weight, you might actually see that your drive axle weight is 35,000 while you're sitting there at the shipper, or your trailer weight is 35,000. And you can head off a lot of these weight problems before you even leave. But giving the live loaded call people some made-up number does not help. Keith, can you give that guy a, a microphone so he can ask a question? No, just a second here. He'll, he'll get you so we can record it because a lot of people are listening on live stream. But anyway, so you can find a lot of these problems before you even leave. And then that will help get us a little bit of a head start in helping solve those problems earlier. Go ahead. Okay, I have a caveat to what you just said. Can we get his microphone turned on a little bit more? I have a caveat to what you just said about making sure weights are right before you leave a shipper. Every time I've had either my drive axles overweight or my trailer axle overweight, and I check the right weight scale, and I know the scale on my tractor is calibrated because I've just got done calibrating it. And I go back to the shipper and I say, the, the head of the trailer is overweight. I need you to move some weight. Every single time the shipper says, you have to leave, go find a cat scale, get it weighed, and come back. I stayed at General Mills for a day and a half, had to weigh my trailer four times because they reworked it three times before they pulled 3,000 pounds off the trailer. That is an outstanding question and comment, and I am totally on board with you on this. So here's what we want to do. I hope everybody understood what was going on. So we, we can tell how much weight is on our truck and we can tell how much is on the trailer. And so we go to that customer, that shipper, and we say, hey, here's the problem. Now, a lot of them also don't want to believe what we're talking about. But here's the, the beauty of this whole this conversation we're having. And that is that we've put them on notice that there's a problem right at the shipper. Now, what do we want to do about the whole thing? Really, I suppose in a perfect world, we'd say, I don't care what happens. Just keep paying me. Right. In, in your in your example, just pay me. I'll sit here for days if you guys want to argue about it. But we put them on notice and we said, hey, look, even right here at the shipper, we got a weight problem. So we will go to a, a scale and we'll weigh. If you insist on us doing that, if you don't want to believe our numbers, we'll do that. However, that scale is 30 miles. It's the wrong direction. And it's going to take us an hour to get there. And then we're going to have to pay 15 bucks or so to get you your ticket. And then 30 miles back. But we're going to bill you now for those miles and the time and that scale ticket. Isn't that really where we want to be? Because I'll go to the scale 10 times as long as I'm getting paid for it, right? As long as I'm getting paid really well for it. And our sales group will do that for you. So don't be hesitant at all to look at your, your right-way gauge in your tractor and your right-way gauge on the trailer and tell us about any of those problems because we'll get you fixed up. Okay. All right. We're gonna, we'll grab your question after. We're kind of running way behind. Let me close out with this segment with 11,000 loads last week, two that we're here talking about. That's too, too many, but that was a real good job. That's fantastic work out there, but our goal is to make it zero. So that's good information. Appreciate Paul sharing that information as well. Thank you, RJ, for coming up. Are you ready, ladies? Okay. We asked leasing to come today. 
you know, we sit right by the leasing department in the Z building. We can hear them all the time. Let me tell you, these folks are, are customer oriented. They're there to help you. They can do amazing stuff. So we've got Haley and Brittany here today. So I'm going to turn it over to them. Hello, good morning. I am Brittany from Leasing and this is Haley. Good morning, Prime family. Hello. <laughs> um, I'll start off just kind of, we want to mainly go over a couple of things. We started a new white glove project probably back in July. Um, we started kind of just changing several things of going through the whole process of picking a truck and just our overall process of what we're doing. So I'm going to just go over a few things we've done over the past several months and some of our accomplishments. And then we can kind of go over questions and Haley will go over a few things and we'll go over questions after. So a couple of the first things we did is we started these final inspections. So as everyone knows, trucks get fully worked through the shop before they get shown here on the yard. So final inspections now are done at the very end. Detail does the truck at the end and they have a final inspector that goes over the truck. Those final inspections are then sent up to me or whoever's doing the trucks that day in leasing every morning. It, this process has been very helpful because having one more set of eyes going over the truck at the very end, seeing if there happened to be a check engine light that came on while the truck sat for a few days or if something else was going on with the truck, then it prevents me from showing that truck to a driver and we can go ahead and put it back in the shop before we have a driver get into it, preventing more frustration, etc. We also, with that, moved showing trucks to 11 o'clock instead of 9. It used to be 9, but that rushed our process just a little bit. So we ended up moving that to 11 so that we could get as many final inspections and trucks on the list for that day. And then, it, sorry, pregnant, a little out of breath. This happens every time I do this, every time. <laughs> um, but anyway, we moved it to 11 to help and give everybody a little bit more time to get as many trucks we can for the day. We also did designated parking. I'm sure a lot of you have realized and noticed that every open truck that is getting worked through, no matter where it's getting worked through at in the shop, it is parked in the yard down there by leasing. So we moved everything down there so it's in one central location. It's just much easier. I know for a couple of shops, it's a little harder to go down there and get, but it makes it easier for the driver once they are going to look at the truck to have everything in one place. We also started up weekly meetings. So I, we have weekly meetings with all of our shops here now. It helps with just communication all over. We meet with shop and detail and our APU shop and Tire Bay. Everybody comes to these weekly meetings, especially with COVID right now. It's been very nice to just communicate and have it. They can tell me, hey, I'm short two inspectors this week. Or detail can tell me, I've got a you know, detailer out this week for with something. So then I can pre-plan and we can kind of go off that and we can say, okay, we're going to be short a few guys this week. So this week we may be short so many trucks and just overall communication has been very helpful. I'm sure some have also noticed the transfer station right over by leasing. We actually had that striped. We had a lot of drivers that were just parking over there and using it as parking and then it wasn't able to get utilized for what we wanted it to be utilized for. So we actually had it striped on the parking lot. So we were going to put ropes up and actually have to lock it, but we haven't needed to do that at all. The striping has worked well. Um, it, my understanding, like a lot of drivers have, from what we have noticed, um, have gotten a lot more use out of it because nobody's really been parking there and just leaving their truck. Slingshot class. I'm sure everyone knows we have a slingshot business class. So leasing has been going down each morning at the end of class now and just going over what they need to be doing next. Letting drivers know, hey, this is where you need to go. What time of day we start calling them when they can expect to call because I know 
our list fluctuates every single day. There's a day I could have 22 drivers on the list. There's a day I could have five. So it literally changes every day. So it's just nice to keep the drivers informed and know, hey, currently right now we have so many drivers waiting on reefer flatbed and tanker side. Give them an idea of when they might be expecting a phone call from leasing. With that, we also, with the driver check-in, started responding to all check-ins. So when a driver checks in for a truck and they're ready for their truck after they've completed all of their classes, we'll go ahead and respond to them and let them know, hey, you're currently sitting at driver 20 in line and you're gonna be a couple of day wait, or hey, you're driver three in line, You know, we'll be giving you a call tomorrow. Just helps communicate and them to understand so they don't have to worry about calling in or anything like that. They already know where they're starting at. Um, shop communication, kind of the same thing we were going over with the weekly meetings, but another thing we did with shops is they kind of implemented a few things on their side so that we know when trucks need to go to the dealership, etc. Um, there was just a few things with comments that were being missed when a truck needed to go to the dealership. So they changed a few things on their side to help prevent that. So when a truck needs to go to the dealer, it's going and we don't have to worry about it. And then I don't end up showing a truck that needs to go to the dealer still. Um, adjusted website. So as you all know, our inventory list now is all electronic and everything's on, the, on your phone. So before it was a little bit hard to see on your mobile device. So it's taking a little bit longer for drivers to be able to actually see the entire inventory list. And so I got with IT and we were able to actually have them adjust it where it works with iOS and it works with, because a lot of people have Apple. So it wasn't working with Apple very well. So we got everything adjusted there. Now it works very fluently with no matter what you have on a mobile device. Truck videos, so same thing with Slingshot. At the, at, at the end of Slingshot, we are showing videos now of each truck we have. So Freightliner, Peterbilt, and International, we have a, a video of each of them just going over where the power switch is located and general information of each truck basically so that everybody kind of understands. Because I know some people, some of our drivers come to us that have never been in a Peterbilt before and they don't know where those things are at. So we wanted to just do three short, they're three minute videos, but we play those at the end of each class. Um, a couple of other things we did is we had the APU shop cleaning up after themselves a little bit more. So they're the only trucks that touch our brand new trucks when they come in. We don't have any other shop that touches them. They do the prep and the APU work now. So we didn't have detail going and doing a touch up. And so it was just easier to have um, APU shop get. They got themselves a vacuum and things to do kind of a little touch up of the truck so that the brand new trucks that are coming in are nice and clean for the drivers whenever they come pick them up. And we also have stripes and stuff, no longer removing the seat covers off of the driver's seat. So they were removing all those seat covers on the new trucks, but we decided to leave all of those on because it's just nice to get in your new truck and have everything still have the plastic on it and it looks and feels brand new. So that's all I have. I'll let Haley take over. Hello, good morning. Um, just to reiterate, this is uh, just things that Success Leasing has put into place so that this process is it easier for you guys, is more exciting for you guys, um, just to make it you know a more smooth process as you're getting into your trucks. So um, Abacus class, we have moved that up in the orientation time so that when you come to get your lease and you come to pick out your truck, you've already taken the abacus class, you already know what to do, you've filed for your LLC, so that we're not then waiting on that process and we can get you out, get you rolling, get you making money a little bit faster. We have also had um, an abacus rep join over by the Success Leasing team where Peter or Pedigree used to be. Chase is now sitting over there. Um, his times kind of fluctuate, but generally he's there Monday through Friday from like 11 to one. He's a very helpful. Um, you guys can sit there right there with him and file for your LLC there if you want to. You can ask him any tax questions. 
anything you need just to make it a more smooth process for you guys. Hold on. Um, okay, so we've also started calling all of our end of lease drivers and just congratulating them once that payout is complete. So you know when you are going to receive it on your incentive or when you're going to receive it on your settlement and how much it will be. Um, Madison will give you a call and just congratulate you. And then she'll also let you know that she'll be sending you an email of what was all taken out and um, give you a whole detailed list of everything that went on with that. So you guys aren't questioning when you're getting your incentives or anything. You'll know exactly when that's happening. We have also created a new map, which is very exciting. Um, I remember when I started here, I was like, this place is huge and crazy and I can't find anything. Um, and when I first started, I remember sitting at the front being like, do we have a good map? This is so confusing. So finally, we have a map. It's very nice. It's colored. It has a big straw on it that says success leasing. You are here. Um, we'll help you kind of decipher where to go, where P, Q, and R row are, where the trucks are, um, to kind of just help this process be a little bit more smoother and you're not just wandering around looking for things. Um, we have also hired a new coordinator, success leasing coordinator in Pittston. His name is Mario. He's wonderful. Um, he was the shop foreman out there, so he's very knowledgeable. Um, he's been a great asset to our team. So with that, we are going to be using a lot of these ideas that we're brainstorming weekly um, to make this white glove experience better for you all with Mario. So he has the opportunity to do that on a smaller scale out in Pittston. So we're going to try out some of these ideas with him and see how they work. And then hopefully we can bring them down here to Springfield and implement them here for you guys as well. Um, overall driver approach. This is something that we've really been working on. So we used to be big sticklers on a lot of these rules, and we're trying to just make this smoother and easier and exciting for everyone. So we no longer have this very strict three-hour rule that you go out and you look at a truck, and if you don't know if you want it or not, we're calling you. We're going to make this a little easier. We're not saying go look at a truck for three days, okay? Be efficient with it, but you guys have the opportunity to go out, drive it, drive it around on the yard, see how it, you like it. We're not going to be pressuring you for any of that, okay? So just to make this smoother again. Also with the contracts, um, if you guys have a question on that or you need something, come and talk to us. We're not going to be pressuring you to sign it that day, okay? Get your stuff in, get ready, get going, and you know when you're ready to go, please sign it. Again, we're here to help you any way we possibly can throughout this process. So if you're having issues signing your contract or the shop has your truck so you can't sign it yet, please come talk to us because we can't help you if we don't know what's going on, okay? Um, truck training. So obviously knowledge is power. The more knowledge that success leasing has, the more knowledge that we can give you guys. So we have taken upon ourselves to go out to Peterbilt and really um, go through their shop and learn more so that we can speak and be more educated to you guys about the different trucks. We are going to Freightliner very soon and all of the other OEMs as well. We do have an appointment to go to Stripes and stuff as well. So the more we know, the more you guys know, it just kind of helps that way. Um, the last thing that we have added, I believe, is a survey at the end of our contracts. Please fill it out. Um, it helps us know how we're doing. We are here to help you guys. So if we don't know what's going on, we can't. So it's a very, very quick little survey at the end. If you could just fill that out once you're done with the contract, um, that will help us improve this process for everybody. That's all. <laughs>
Well, that is a, a lot of information there. And, you know, just always so proud of our folks over in leasing. And, and really, they should be your go-to point. You're, you're, a lot of you have that entrepreneurial spirit. And, well, you know, I'm going to you know, lease my first truck. And then I want to lease a truck that I can buy. And maybe I want to buy a second truck or a third truck. Go over and see the folks in leasing. They're great folks over there. And they really put your interests first. So thank you, Brittany and Haley. Thank you. Okay, you ready, Tara and Sean? Running a little bit behind, but we still got time. Uh, we've got Sean Riker oversees our payroll division here, and we've also got Tara Homburg here from Combo Comdata. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to start out with just a couple of housekeeping items. I see a lot of uh, green vests in here, so you guys are new. So I want to mention to you guys, or even if you're an experienced driver with us, your on-road card, if you use the personal side of it, has an on-road app that you guys need to download. So you need to do that for a few reasons, right? Number one is you can see where your money's going, see when it comes out, see how much money you have, things like that. So it also tells you if there's a problem, let's just say you hit a skimmer somewhere, right? Or someone gets your card number, right? It, unfortunately, it happens with any card, not just an on-road card. It happens with your credit card, your bank cards, any of those, right? If you don't have the app, you don't know where your money is and is going away, how are you going to know that? So it's really, really important for you guys to download the app. It's just called the ComData on-road app. And to make it even easier, you new guys who have new cards, on the back of those, is there a QR code on it? You guys look at it and see? I think you have a QR code, isn't there? Mine doesn't have it. Yep, QR code. So you can actually scan that with your phone. That takes you to the app that you need to go to for the on-road app. And we've had those cards printing here for a couple of months or so. So all of you new, new guys will have those. So it's easy you guys know which app to go to, download it, sign up. Whenever you sign up for it, your card number is easy, but ask you for an employee ID number. That's going to be your social security number. So sign up for it, get that taken care of. Now you can watch your balance then, see what's going on with your card. But you also have two levels of security built in here. One level is the ComData level of security and the MasterCard level of security on your card also. So both of those look for activity that looks odd on your card and they can block it or, or, or flag it as fraud. And what would happen if you swipe somewhere, like if I'm at the Ikea in Dallas and I swipe my card, they're like, man, Sean doesn't live in Dallas. Why is he there? Then they're going to flag it. So that card, that transaction will get declined. If I sign up for text alerts, though, most of you guys know what those are with other cards, right? In this case, you type IN to 57911, text it. You'll be um, signed up for text alerts then for ComData. So I swipe my card at Ikea. It says, no, Sean shouldn't be in Dallas. I get a text message because I signed up for him. It says, is this you? I say, yes. I swipe again. Transaction goes through. It saves a ton of headache for you guys out there when you're wondering, why am I getting declined everywhere, right? It could be something as easy as... They're watching out for you. So sign up for your on-road card, sign up for text alerts, text IN to 57911. So that's kind of the housekeeping items I have. I will turn it over now to Tara from ComData. Good morning, everyone. I am very thankful to be here this morning to get to talk to you. My name's Tara with ComData. I'm here every Tuesday on site. The rest of the six days, I'm also working, doing things to help you guys out. But when I'm here, make sure you stop by and say hi if you need help with your app. When I'm not here, you can always get a hold of the front desk. You can get a hold of your fleet manager, fuel desk, items like you can't get solved on the 800 number. Um, some of the things that we've been working on for you guys Number one, we uh, Eric had asked in the Driver Advisory Board Committee, our meeting, he had asked, can we ever have an extra more deposits or direct deposit on the app? 
so that we can send direct deposit to our personal account, maybe direct deposit to our business account, and then uh, other accounts. Will that ever be an option? We are listening. And at the beginning of the year, the app is going to have an option for three direct deposit options, not just one account. So that's going to be really nice if you keep your money in separate accounts, business and personal. So let, let me step in for just a second. I apologize. So Prime has a, a direct deposit option, which we send you guys on Friday mornings, right? This is if you have money on your card and you want to transfer it off of your card to a bank account. And the same thing would apply a, a pre-note, which takes about 10 days after you register the account on there to make it to where you can use it. So if you want to do that, make sure you get those set up so you can use them you know, within 10 days or so. Sorry. Okay. And the second thing we've been hearing is after hours, it's a little hard to get help. I know you guys were talking about that over here. We are working currently. We are training those new people. I have been on calls trying to work with them. We're taking copies of those. We want your experience when it's not eight to five to be good. So know that we're hearing you. We're listening. We are trying to make that better. A lot of new people are on the night shift, which makes it a little hard, but we are working on that and you should see improvements. Um, the third thing, by a show of hands, who likes uh, working with lumpers? No, no, nobody. Okay. We have also added, we heard that, we heard that you guys were having that problem and we have added some features that's going to make it much easier for you to work with lumpers, taking away the check, the paper check portion of it. So stay tuned. There's uh, lots of changes coming there that I think will help you. My job is to help your job be easier. I want you guys to be out there uh, able to do your job. And that's what I'm here for. And that's what I'm trying and working very hard every day to help your job be easier. Yeah. Question. So direct, uh, direct deposit on the Calm Data card is at different times every week. So because we, we don't know when it's going to show up. Is there a feature that you guys are going to add or have or about to add that tells us when the, it hits the Calm Data card? So we're not constantly trying to look at it. Oh, Tara, okay. hang on. I, yeah, you're talking about whenever we load money to your card. Yeah. It, it doesn't it, it doesn't change each week. It, it's after payroll run. So payroll final ran last night. And then as soon as your piece of that individual person's does, then your card gets loaded. So there's maybe a three or four hour span in there, but it should not be. I don't know when it's going to hit throughout the week. It's going to be Thursday night, Friday morning. Um, on a card load. So it, it should be within, like I said, a few hours every single time, with the exception of last week when it was a holiday week and we had to, to move payroll cutoff. Now you got paid the same time, but when Christmas and New Year's come up, um, a lot of banks are going to be closed on Friday, which is going to be Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So we're going to have to move payroll back to Tuesday, audit on Wednesday, and we'll actually pay you on Thursday to make sure it gets to there. But other than that, you should be within a three or four hour span Thursday night, Friday morning. And I'm glad you brought that up. Some people, there was some discussion online about the direct deposit, but from the app to your deposit when you're using the OnRoad app. So you already have the money on the card and you want to deposit it into your bank. The first time you set it up, it takes about seven business days to test it with your bank to make sure that the money is going to flow the proper way. After that, it's travels about the speed of any other deposit or electronic deposit that you would do. It does not continue to take five to seven business days. Should take a day, couple days, just like a normal electronic transfer would take. So some people were thinking, wow, seven days to get into my account. That's not okay. We know that's not okay. So I think when it initiates also, it says it could take up to five days for it to go. And it says up to $5, I think something like that. 
Um, anyway, you guys know your fees on there. Um, they're much less than that. And if it's actually your first transaction after a card load, that's a free deposit for you guys. It's also after every single card load, you get one free transaction, whether it's an ATM, whether it's a card load. And when I say ATM, I mean ComData's fee for the ATM. The ATM itself may have another $3 fee on it or something like that. But anyway, the, all those fee ones, uh, you get one free transaction after each card load, which for you guys means every Friday morning, you get one free transaction. Okay, now on to the fun stuff. The reason I'm really here to give away ComData money. I, I don't know if my boss will think it's good. I like giving away the money. Um, you guys may have seen my video. It was on YouTube talking about our holiday sweepstakes. Um, run, run, Rudolph. I did not come up with that. Um, run, run, Rudolph sweepstakes. And what you need to do is go sign up and put it. No, that's not what you have to do. I hate sweepstakes where you have to go in and do it, jump through a lot of hoops to be eligible. All you have to do is use your on-road card for personal purchases. All the drivers that have used $500 on personal purchases from Black Friday, it's already started. Some of you have already done $500. I know, I look in the system. You like Black Friday, I can tell. Um, so from Black Friday until December 19th, if you spend $500 on your on-road card personal side for purchases, using it as a MasterCard, you'll be entered into sweepstakes. We're giving away 10 $500 winners um, where it'll be loaded on your uh, right back to your card December 6th. Uh, right after the holidays, just in time to pay bills. That's um, January 6th. Oh, I'm sorry. January 6th. Yeah, December 6th is gone. Thank you, Sean. That's why you're up here. Um, yes, January 6th. That will be loaded directly back on your card. Um, and I think a couple years ago we did this and several prime drivers won. So hopefully I can... Uh, see you guys getting the, the, those winnings. So I haven't seen the numbers recently, but as of about a year ago, we did about 25,000 personal transactions a week. So you guys use the card a lot. Keep it up. You guys who are using it, going to be in the sweepstakes automatically if you spend 500. So it's a good thing. Okay. I think that we're running a little... Oh, do we have a question back here? While he's walking back there, I'll think of something witty to say. Um, okay. He's got the microphone. Hi, sorry, I, I'm going to have to go back to uh, the lumper part. <laughs> uh, when you were talking about uh, the lumper, uh, we work with uh, a lot of the companies, the big logistic company. Uh, lately, they uh, go on paperless, I guess. Uh, they try and accommodate uh, the new guidelines and, you know, how things are working lately. And uh, you mentioned about you guys are working on some new stuff uh, are we still gonna have to always scan the receipts? Because sometimes it's a hustle. Because yeah, I, I, I help you. I agree with you. It's a hustle. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. The answer will be the ones through ComData. No, you will not have to. Now okay. that's that's a little bit down the road. I'm gonna say maybe a month or two, something like that. Maybe a little bit longer, even with the holidays. But in the end, what it's going to look like, honestly, it'll be a product code. Same way when you swipe your card and you you buy DEF or something like that, right? Your fleet manager won't have to load it for you on at the facilities they're able to use it at, which is going to be Capstone and a few other ones. And everybody knows Capstone, right? So um, you'll be able to type in your number. It'll go to a website. You'll type it in. Um, and that money will just be on there automatically up to a certain amount. And then that receipt will generate back to Prime. You'll be hands off. 
Oh, that would be more convenient. That would be really nice. Yeah, you, there'll be a lot of more information coming. We we're trying to make it quick because I know we're behind on time, but we'll definitely get all the information out whenever it gets kicked off. But yeah. either or, thank you so much. Yes. It's, yes. it's always been like a smooth operation with, with Condera. Yes, and we're trying hard and we're listening to you guys and know that we're working hard to make your job easier. So. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, Sean. We are running behind, but we have got two more speakers we have got to get to. We're not going to get to Brianne today. So uh, if you're having trouble with the app and we downloaded a new version this week, see Brianne after the meeting over here and she'll help you with your phone and the app. Jim, can you give us just a couple minutes? I've got Jim Guthrie from the Reefer Division just to talk just about the uh, holiday initiative. Go ahead, Jim. Okay. Hey, good morning, everybody. Listen, we're really super excited about our holiday surcharge program that's going to start here December 20th. Um, you know, go, going back to years past, what we've done is had, a, a, you know, essentially company-funded incentive plan. And that required uh, drivers to stay out a period of time, a fixed period of time, such as 18 to about 21 days in order to qualify for an incentive, uh, you know, around the holidays. So, you know, we're in the refrigerated food business and the uh, December, Christmas holidays, that's our customers' biggest time of need uh, of the year, really. And, and we recognize that each of you uh, make sacrifices to stay out and help our customers uh, over that period. And, and you should be compensated for that, uh, you know, we believe handsomely. So we're really excited this year because we've, we've uh, started approaching our customers about a, a holiday surcharge. And, and you know, we're, we're pleasantly uh, or, or we're very happy to announce that most of them have, have opted in at, at a really nice level. So uh, what we're going to do, uh, and, and some of these are going to vary by region, by customer, but, but, you know, between December the 20th and January the 7th, we're going to have a per load surcharge. The minimum guaranteed surcharge is going to be $200 in gross revenue. Now that revenue is going to be added in to uh, the revenue that you see on your, on your estimated revenue with a pre-plan or a dispatch and onto your settlement. So you'll see uh, that revenue added in there. <clears throat> now 200 is the minimum and it goes up from there. Uh, just looking at an average of our top five shippers and these can get you know, with, with the volumes and everything, the averages can be a little bit, uh, uh, you know, it can vary a little bit, but the average is going to be over $400 per load uh, in, in additional revenue. So I think last year, I believe it was $1,000 for those who stayed out for 18 days. Um, so I think if you do the math pretty quickly, you can recognize that there is a, a lot of money to be made uh, during that time, more money than we've ever uh, seen available for that period of time, you, you know, in the history of this industry, in my mind. So uh, there's there's a lot of opportunity out there. Uh, you know, you don't have to run the entire time. It's a per load basis. So every load we can get is helpful. Uh, you know, these customers are are rewarding you for what you've done all year. And and also they're they're putting some trust in us to know that we're going to give them our best shot as to give them as much capacity as possible. And also, that we're going to be there for them, you know, after the first of the year, and they're going to be there for us. So it's really important for us to perform well during that time period because, you know, we need the, we need that freight all year round, right? So uh, the better we perform, the better value they get, uh, and 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 then it, uh, it it equates to more volume and, and better freight, better rates for us as we go forward. So now keep in mind. 
these surcharges are on top of our already you know increased rates by last week i believe it was 36 cents a mile year over year that we're up uh on on uh, gross revenue per mile so we've we've seen some really nice rate increases this year from customers and and those will those will be in the base of the of the freight rate plus the surcharges that we do get for that time period so again this is a really exciting opportunity uh it's a, a lot of money out there and a very lucrative uh, holiday surcharge program that is available so we ask you to think about how what you can do our, our operations team is committed to working with each of you uh, to, to take care of your needs, whether it be through the house uh, or when you need to be home and, and, and maximizing the amount of surcharges that we can get into, uh, into your revenue uh, you know, throughout that whole time period. So again, very, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ronnie's got a comment. No, I just got a question. Um, you know, I know that the sales group has done a really good job on our top customers in, in getting this surcharge holiday surcharge, but I'm sure some customers don't want to pay that. So are we addressing those loads at all? So so what Rodney's pointing out is we do have a, a, a few customers that haven't agreed yet. Um, so uh, in, in those circumstances, we're going to get, you know, Prime will guarantee the $200 minimum per load. Uh, and and that, that revenue will be split contractually through your uh, contractual agreement. So And we're not able to bill that to the customer that's out of our pockets because it's important to keep you guys out there. Correct. That is correct. Question over here. Say again, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Okay. I understand the bonuses are going to be in your mind for the load, but is it going to be identified what the bonus is for that? Yes. So Rodney has has got the program working to where it will be a line item that will uh, be a separate holiday surcharge line item that you'll see so you can identify what that is. OK, any other questions? One more, Jim. OK, we get the full 200 How does it surcharge. Work, uh, if we got a student on the truck with us, a TNT or a PSD student, how's the bonus line work for them on the that part? On the, the second seats will still be subject to their $900 a week guarantee. That's what they'll, they'll still receive uh, during that time. Well, one more question for you, Jim. Yes. Do we get the, the full $200 surcharge for 72% of it? it whatever your contractual agreement is. So if it's, if it's a, yeah, 72%, 72-28 split, because it'll be added into the revenue. It'll be just like reconcilable revenue. Okay. Okay. Uh, any other questions? Okay, well, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank you for what you do, and and uh, you know we're we are here in a little bit of weather up in the uh, the northern parts of the country this weekend, so uh, you know please, there's no uh, uh, there you know we'll we'll take a late load anytime for safety, so safety's first, safety's most important, so please uh, you know uh, make sure you're operating right for the conditions and uh, don't do any, don't take any unnecessary risks. Uh, we've had a really good run so far this year with the weather, but we want to keep that going. So, uh, and I think, okay, Steve's got something else. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. You know, what a great time to be in trucking. But remember why we have trucking, why we have this freedom. It's our veterans. So if you served in the armed forces, would you stand so we go ahead and recognize you this morning, please? Well, we made it. We went a few minutes late, but Robert, Robert Lowe, our founder and president. I'll go fast. 
It's been a long meeting. Good to see you all. Merry Christmas. It's a little bit early. Appreciate you folks. I just want to make a couple comments on this uh, holiday surcharge thing. You know, I've been in this business 50 years, 51 come this next March. That's a long time. I know I don't look that old, but it's the truth. It's the gospel truth. Willie Bill, he knows it. Uh, this is probably, you know, during this 17-day period, it's probably the opportunity to make more money than you've ever made before or may ever make. I mean, I hope you make more in the future, but let's get real. This is some real money being laid out there. You know, some of y'all haul uh, three loads a week or 3.4 loads a week, something like that. Many of those loads are going to pay 650 or more, a minimum of 200. The 200 is coming out of Prime's pocket, but we, you know, we we want you out there, and we're we're ready, willing to step up and 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 help out. We understand that the holidays are a very compelling time. You know, it's a time for family and friends and that kind of thing. We understand that. We understand it very well. We're not going to force anybody. You do it or not do it, you're on your own decision. If you run, we appreciate it. If you need to run just part of that time, part of that period, pick up that extra money, that's cool. That's cool with us. But respect your right to go home if you want to. You know, that's how we roll around here. Um, that's why you're independent contractors. But if you run, you're going to be rewarded for it. I appreciate your thoughtfulness and thinking it through and thinking about this opportunity. Bill. Bill, you know you never say this one thing. Well, you know how long I've been here? I have never worked for anybody any better than that man standing right there. Well... I got a saw buck for you after the meeting when nobody's looking. Thanks. Thanks for those kind words. Anyway, I appreciate y'all very much. Please consider, you know, the holiday bonus. Uh, God bless you and be safe out there.